Welcome to Live Well Anyway. I'm your host, Mackenzie Coppa. On this podcast, I help you learn how to feel healthy, look good, and plan a life you actually like in the midst of all the everyday chaos. I'm so glad you're here. And today, I'm going to do a little bit of a deep dive into some things that have been saving my life lately. I don't know if you've been following me on social media, on Instagram specifically, but there's been a lot of craziness happening over here, some really intense things, some really stressful things with our family and things that we've been going through. And so I have really been clinging to a lot of little things lately that make me feel a little bit more like myself, that make me feel taken care of or make things a little bit easier. And so I am going to share what those little things are with you today. So before we get there, though, ladies, you know I love planning. It's like in my blood. I just, I love figuring things out and how to make our lives easier and how to be prepared for things so we're not constantly getting sidelined by all the craziness. And I think that is almost never more important than when we are heading into a new school year. Now, for those of you who are from my area, you're like, stop, don't even talk about that because we practically just got out of school. Like it does not feel like the time to start talking about back to school yet. But for a lot of you around the country, it is coming very quickly and it's going to be here before we know it too. So I am so excited. I am going to have a back to school planning webinar on the 20th. So that is next Thursday at 10 a.m. We are going to get together. I'm going to talk to you about all the planning things to help you really feel like you are on top of your year because there are so many little things that I think we don't normally think about and ways that we can prepare ourselves so that as the year is getting rolling, we are not panicking like, oh, I forgot to do this thing or I don't know what we're doing about this or you're trying to figure out meals at the last minute or, you know, all of that stuff. We're going to talk about setting up routines, how to help you to have a really good evening routine so you're set up well in the mornings and the mornings don't have to be all kinds of panicky. We're going to get our calendars together, like all the things. We are going to talk about it in this webinar. I would love for you to come over and join me. It's completely free. You just get to come and hang out with me and I'm going to pack it full of information and goodness. It's going to be about an hour long and I think it's going to be a really good time. I would love to hang out with you. So come over to mckenziecoppa.com slash back to school webinar. And that is how you can get signed up for that. Once again, it's completely free, but you just get to come hang out with me. There will also be a replay for those of you who are interested and can't make it to the actual time at 10 a.m. on Thursday the 20th. But I would love to see you there if you're able to make it. I love having the interaction with everybody when they are there. I think it's going to be a ton of fun and really help you to get on top of things for the fall. So again, that's mckenziecoppacom slash back to school webinar. And I hope to see you there. All right. Now let's get into what I hope is going to be a fun episode where we are just going to talk about some little things. And some of them are things that I have mentioned before, things that make me feel like myself. But we're just going to dive in here and hopefully have a good time. All right. So some of the things that help me to feel pulled together with sort of a minimal effort. This has been a big thing for me this summer because it's just always hard, you know, juggling 
the working from home with the people being here. And so it can just feel harder to even get ready in the morning. I feel like a lot of times I'm not running anyone anywhere. And so I just kind of like need to do things as simply as possible. I feel like in the summer, plus it's hot and sweaty and I'm not really wanting to put a ton of time into doing like incredible makeup and whatever. So to start out with doing my nails You guys, this is one that I've talked about before. It's such a simple thing, but just having my nails painted or alternatively wearing Olive and June's press-on nails, which I know, press-ons, like we all think that like it harkens to me back to when I was in elementary school and you have those little ones that you pulled the little plastic backing off the back and you stuck them on your nails and they lasted for about 15 minutes, you know, and they had like unicorns or whatever on them. But I am here to tell you that these are not those. Like I have been so impressed with Olive and June's press-on nails. They actually stay on. I typically get like two to three weeks out of them, which is pretty incredible. And they look super natural. Like I've had a lot of people comment about my natural nails. Like they think they're just my regular nails painted and they're not. So I really love these. My girls have even used them because I really like also that they have a lot of different lengths. So you can get like extra short nails or short, or of course they go on to like medium and long and whatever, which is not my cup of tea. But I love that they have like reasonable lengths that you can wear. Plus they've got all kinds of colors and finishes and they're just, they're super fun. So, and they're really affordable too. You can get them at Target and Walmart. Plus you can get them off their website. They're only $10 and you only get one wear out of them because you just have to use the sizes that are actually for your nails. But I love them. They're just awesome. So I alternate between those and painting my nails because I like to give my nails a little bit of a break in between wearing them, you know, kind of let them just like be exposed to air and grow and all those things, you know. But if you take them off correctly, you have pretty minimal damage, I find. And I just really like them. But I also paint my nails, which of course, when I'm painting them, actually my favorite nail polishes are still the Essie Expressi polishes because they dry fast, which I love. And if you like colors that aren't in the Expressi line, they're just in the normal Essie line. Essie also has a really great quick dry top coat that works pretty well. So I use that um, if I'm not using the regular Expressi version of the nail polish. I do like that and I feel like it works pretty well and I have a lot of the other colors that are just normal. I try to these days buy as many of the Expressi ones as possible if I'm getting nail polish because Mama just ain't got no time to be sitting there messing around waiting for things to dry. But this top coat really does help the other one to dry faster. Now, I will say it only seems to work with Essie nail polishes. When I have tried to use it with like OPI or anything like that, it doesn't work. Something about their two different chemical bases just like reacts and I don't know what kind of chemistry experiment I'm using on my nails, but you definitely want to stay like brand specific when you are using different products. Like crossing over can cause issues. So I would definitely say if you're using the quick dry from Essie, make sure you're using their polish as well, or it just might not work. And maybe you're, you know, creating like fumes that could kill you or something. I don't know. But you just want to make sure, you know, stay brand specific. And I like that Essie is actually a cleaner 
brand of nail polish, especially their Expressi line. So I believe their Expressi line is eight free, which is pretty good when it comes to nail polish. It still has a smell to it and all of that, but it is cleaner than a lot of nail polishes on the market. So that's something to be aware of as well. So continuing along on the same kind of track with the beauty stuff, I've also been paring down my makeup routine quite a bit lately. So we're going to get really real right now. You guys know that I love Beauty Counter. I'm a Beauty Counter rep or consultant or whatever they call it now. I can't even remember. They changed it up recently. However, I will say that when it comes to like foundation colors and concealer colors, they really don't have a very good variety. And they do tend to be for more warmer skin tones that are have a lot of like yellow under bases. Well, I am pink as can be. And so when I try to use Beauty Counter's foundations, either their Dew Skin is their tinted moisturizer. I have a little bit better luck with that because it's very sheer. So it's not quite as noticeable, but I'm not a I'm I'm not a Dew Skin kind of person. Like it leaves you being very dewy. And that is not me. Like Katie, she loves to be dewy. I like a little bit more matte finish because I'm already so naturally oily that I like something that doesn't already start like I feel like I sort of have an oil slick on my face. So I know a lot of people who love the dew skin. Just it, I will use it if I'm like super dry or something for some reason, which is very rare, but it's not usually my cup of tea. However, the other foundation, like I love the consistency, I love the way that it goes on, but I look like one of the Simpsons if I put it on. <laughs> like I look like I'm trying to become an Oompa Loompa. Like it's just, it's not a good situation for me. Their color range, beauty counter, pay attention. You need to have a better color range. It's just not working for the cool toned ladies. So because of that, I don't use Beauty Counters Foundation. I love a lot of their other products. I love their skincare, hands down. That was the thing I ended up falling in love with the most from Beauty Counter, which was very surprising to me. I really went in for the makeup and fell in love with their skincare. But yeah, I just wish they would beef up their color line with the foundations and concealers. So Maybe that will be coming along the way. But for right now, what I'm actually using this summer as my base sort of for my foundation is actually the sunscreen that I've been using, which I've been going with just a very affordable one. And that is the Australia Gold Mineral Facial Sunscreen that is tinted. I have talked about this many times before, but it has a really nice matte velvety finish. And that is what I'm going for. I feel like it sets without being too drying like it's not at all cakey or anything I honestly like using this one on my body as well if we're going to be out in the sun or at the lake or anything because it is tinted and it sets really nicely so I don't feel like all oily and greasy or anything it's just so nice it just has such a nice finish that I have actually not minded using it as basically a tinted moisturizer this summer like a BB cream I have just really liked it I've used it for a lot of years but I've pared down to really not putting a whole lot over the top this summer and I will say I'm a little annoyed that apparently the only version of this sunscreen that they are making more expensive this year is the light and fair version of it, which is, of course, me. I haven't been doing any of my normal self-tanning this year. And so it's, you know, a very 
very pale situation going on. And for some reason, they've jacked up the price on that version of the sunscreen, like $6. So, but it's still, it's only 18 which is still very affordable. You can get it at like Ulta and Target and definitely off the website for Australia Gold and different places like that. But I don't know why the, the darker versions are cheaper. They're like $12, $13. So I'm not sure what's going on, Australia Gold. <laughs> But if you could bring that back down, I mean, you're using less pigment in it, (laughs) like help a girl out. But that is what I've been using sort of for my base. And then I do put usually a little bit of concealer or foundation underneath my eyes. That's kind of the one thing that I do a little bit of touch up. And what I've actually been using for that is color effects, which I have liked for a really long time. And one of the reasons that I like them, besides them being a pretty clean brand, is that they have a really wide color range. So you can actually go in for all of the different shades of darkness that they have. They have neutral, they have warm, and then they have pink. And I am pink. So it is really helpful that they get that specific with it and I can get something that really is going to work with my skin tone. So I've actually been using their foundation for a while instead of their concealer. I feel like it's lasted me a really long time, but works sort of the same as the concealer. I just got a pretty light version to be doing under my eyes and I really like it. It has lasted me for well over six months because I'm not using it as like a full face foundation and it works really well. It's not at all cakey. I feel like it dries really nicely especially on top of that sunscreen so it sets but it doesn't like settle into fine lines and all of that kind of thing. It works really well for under my eyes and I'm going with it. So doing the sunscreen, a little bit of that foundation under my eyes, and then I've been leaning towards cream blushes for a while now. And the ones that I reach for most frequently are milk. I like their color work. And then a lot of times I will just slap that on as my lipstick as well. I also like the cream blushes from Beauty Counter. Again, some of them can kind of skew a little bit orangey so you have to be careful which one you get and then I also like my Ilia multi-purpose little cream that can go either for your cheeks or your lips or whatever and again I use it for both typically when I'm doing my makeup and I'm wanting things to just be easy and quick so I will slap the stuff onto my cheeks and my lips and that kind of has me done there and then for my eyes I've been keeping it pretty simple too now this is one thing that I do really love from beauty counter is their brow gel so I have been doing that because it's like the fastest way to do my brows and I feel like it's a little less harsh than when I do a powder or a pencil it just comes off really nicely and easily it's super fast for me to whip on my brows plus it kind of keeps them in place because it's a brow gel so I really do love the brow gel from beauty counter and I feel like they have a good range of colors for that so so that's a go for me So I do my brows and then I've just usually been doing like one of the eye brightener sticks from Thrive Cosmetics and then I love their eyeliner. Of course, my eyes are very much in the Thrive, the Thrive Cosmetics (laughs) community. So I use the eye brightener stick and then their eyeliner. I have a black from them that they sent me, but my preference is actually Hoda, which is their like slate gray color that I really like. It's a little bit less harsh than the black and it goes on super nice. It stays on all day long. I absolutely love their infinity waterproof eyeliner. And then I'm a ride or die for Thrive Cosmetics liquid lash extensions mascara. 
I love the mascara. It's a tubing mascara. So it actually forms like a tube around each lash that when you wash it off, comes off in clumps, sort of like you're losing your eyelashes, but you're not. It's just the mascara coming off. And I just use, I was talking about this in Patreon the other day. Some ladies were asking, I just use warm water to kind of loosen things up. And that is really how I mostly get off my mascara. Sometimes I will use a balm. I really love the balm from Pharmacy, their Green Clean Cleansing Balm, but I haven't gotten it in a while. I've just been using the warm water to get off the mascara. There's also a great cleansing balm from Milani that you can get at like Walmart same kind of thing and it will help loosen things up if you are wanting a little bit more help with the mascara but I really don't have trouble getting it off so I use the warm water first and then I use a makeup eraser to just get kind of like the first layer of makeup off of my skin especially when I'm using that sunscreen I feel like it really helps to take that off using a makeup eraser I have the pack of seven of just the little daily cloths instead of having the big long makeup eraser because I like being able to change them out every day. So I just have the little ones wipe over my face and then I will wash my face. So that's kind of like my two-step cleansing. I'll either use the balm and or the makeup eraser and then I wash my face with a cleanser. So between all of that, that eyeliner and the mascara and everything definitely come off and it's a super like sleek system. I really like it. And actually another thing I've been toying with thinking about doing again is breaking back out my Flutter Habit lashes. I haven't worn them in a long time, But when I was wearing them, it just made life so simple. (laughs) I loved being able to wake up in the morning and almost feel ready. Like I could go out of the house without really doing a whole lot of anything at all by having on those lashes. And so I haven't worn them in a while, but I'm thinking about breaking them back out just so I can make my mornings even easier. Because with those, I don't feel like I even need to put on eyeliner because I use a black glue. And so that kind of doubles as having sort of an eyeliner look. And they're just on and you feel like you wake up in the morning and you already kind of look good, which is nice. So when you have like your nails done and your lashes on, it just makes mornings a lot faster and you feel more put together. So I'm thinking about breaking those back out again and seeing, you know, like if I'm if I'm going to love them again. (laughs) So I just haven't in a while, but I might try them again soon. Okay, now we're actually going to take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors for this week's episode. But I will actually say that this is another one of those little things that I have been doing for myself and I love having in my home. And it is everything pretty much from Fontana Candle Company. I love this company. It is rarely that I find a company that is this clean, this upfront, and has so many great products. So you guys, they have 100% natural essential oil scented candles, which I so appreciate because candles are one of those things that are just so dangerous if we are not paying attention to what is in them. And I think that's really been coming out over the last few years. But Fontana Candle Company is 100% upfront with their ingredients. All of their ingredients are right on the label. That's something that most candle companies would never do. They started out being the first candle company to have their candles independently certified as non-toxic by Made Safe, and now they have over 75 products that are certified. And these include their natural bath soaks, which I adore. These are some of my favorite bath soaks that I have ever tried. And you guys know I take a bath like 
literally every single day. And I love these ones. They have like oils mixed in. And like I used the lavender one. It was just so luxurious. Plus you feel like you're taking care of your health because it's got the Epsom salt in there. It's just, oh my goodness. I love these bath soaks. Plus they have wax melts, room sprays, all kinds of things. In fact, as Fontana continues to expand their mission beyond crafting just clean candles, they are launching their natural bar soaps and lip balms this July, which I can't wait to be able to get a lemongrass, eucalyptus candle, room spray, bath soak, lip balm, and bar soap, the entire collection, and one of my favorite scents. I'm so excited to have all of the things. And not only are they launching new products, but they're getting a new name too, because they have so many new things. They're going beyond just being a candle company. So you can look out for their rebrand to Fontana Essentials this summer. They're the same great company, great team, and great products, just with a fun new name to match their expanded product selection. So you guys can head over to FontanaCandleCompany.com and add Add yourself to their email list to receive all the updates on their new product launches. And if you can't wait, then you're going to want to place an order right now and use the code LIVEWELL at FontanaCandleCompany.com for 15% off your order. Again, you can get 15% off your entire order, your bath soaks, your lip balm, all the things at FontanaCandleCompany.com slash LIVEWELL. It's just one more little way that we can be taking care of ourselves this summer and really enjoying the little things in life. So check out Fontana Candle Company, soon to be renamed Fontana Essentials. Okay, what are some other little things that are saving my life and am I just like really enjoying this summer? Okay, well, we're going to move into the jewelry. The jewelry area, you guys, don't panic. I'm not going to be like, spend a million dollars on jewelry because I don't have that either right now. But I have been breaking back out wearing my earrings again. So this is something that kind of fell by the wayside during the pandemic because I was always having to put on a mask and I typically wear dangly earrings and that was a total pain in the butt to try to put on a mask with the earrings on and so I just stopped wearing earrings but it was something that I wore earrings every single day like I never went a day out of the house without wearing earrings it's something so simple that really makes you feel like you've put on a whole outfit I mean you can literally be wearing a jumper from Amazon and you put on some earrings and you're like I really got together today. And then if you pair that with your nails and your lashes, like dang, you are, you've got it going on when you throw on those earrings. And so I have just started being like, hmm, pay attention to that again, Mackenzie. Start wearing your earrings. And it's one of those things that I almost feel self-conscious of. Like, are people going to notice that I am all of a sudden wearing earrings or they think I'm like going overboard all of a sudden? And I think that has been part of like my whole imposter syndrome thing that I have been battling and worried about what people are thinking of me. Uh, I think that probably has a lot deeper... (laughs) A lot deeper issues than we have room for in today's episode, though I have been talking about it with the Patreon ladies lately, and I'm really trying to just get over it and show up again and be myself and just be like, you know, whoever likes me will stay and come and whoever isn't interested in what I have to say or whatever earrings I'm wearing or whatever, they can go. They can go. There are other people out there for them. Um, But it's a hard one. It's a hard one that I've been battling for a lot of years now. It used to be like no big deal. So this earring thing is one of the things that I'm trying to get over 
get over myself, not care if people think like, well, why are you so dressed up? Well, who cares? Who cares if I decide to pull myself together? I should be able to do that and feel good about how I'm presenting myself to the world. And if earrings are what does it, then great. So I have been breaking back out my earrings that I used to wear and really enjoyed and have been wearing those more often. And then I also have gone a little bit out of the box because I tend to be pretty neutral in the way that I dress. Not a ton of color. I have a few colors that, you know, are in my color palette. And if you are wanting to figure out your color palette, you know, you can go over to yourcolorguru.com and use my code, which I believe is live well, but I will put in the show notes so you can find it for sure. But you can go there and figure out all of your colors. And so I know what my colors are. But some of them are a little brighter than I normally wear. And that can feel intimidating. However, I decided that one little way to sneak a little bit more color into my wardrobe and try this summer, aside from my toenail polish, which I, yes, have been doing. I'm going to throw that in there. That's kind of like hearkening back to the beginning of this episode. But I have I have bright toenails right now. But I actually had my daughter Emerson make me bracelets with her little flat polymer round beads. So I'm sure you guys have probably seen these. You can buy kits on Amazon. They're super fun. They've got all kinds of different colors. I bought her a kit, I think, maybe last summer for her birthday or maybe for Christmas. And she's always looking for something to do. And she is looking for people to make bracelets for. She loves to do that. And so she let me pick out a couple of colors. So I did like a teal and a purple and a pretty bright pink. And I had her make me a bracelet. Now, I already had like a black and white one that she made, which was very on brand for me and like all of my neutralness. But I've been trying to even branch out and like my marketing efforts and stuff on my website. If you haven't been to my website, it's in the middle of a bit of a reconstruction and redesign, adding in some color and different things. It's not all the way there yet. So you might as well not bother right now. It's going to get there. It's going to get there. But I've been trying to use more color. And so having her make me one of these little bracelets has just been so much fun because she loves when I wear it. She like really feels like, oh, you actually like your bracelet. It's pushing me out of my comfort zone to wear a little bit more color and enjoy that. And it gave her something to do, which is just like wins all the way around, bored in the summer, nice for her to have something actually creative to be doing and creating all the different patterns and having fun with it. And so it has been well worth the investment. Plus, they're so cheap to buy these little kits. So I think our kit came with plasticky elastic for putting the bracelets on, which we feel like doesn't work very well. You can't tie the ends and like have them stay very well. So I actually went to Joann's and bought like a $2 thing of like the elastic cording that is fabric coated. It's just not just the plastic. It's actually fabric-y. And that has been lasting her since the beginning of when she got these. It was literally like $2. It's been well worth it. And she's been able to make so many different bracelets. She made one for Roman. She's made them for all kinds of different people in our lives. So get those polymer beads and give your kids something to do this summer and maybe get some fun new jewelry in the mix. So that's been a fun little one that we have been doing and really enjoying. Okay, now I know we've been talking a lot about content 
these past couple of weeks. I had Roman on last week. The week before that, I had on my friend Kara, and we were talking about audiobooks that we loved. But I want to camp out for just a minute and talk about the Kindle challenge, okay? I know. I know. I talk about my Kindle a lot. I love my Kindle. But there are some hacks and some things that I need to discuss because the Kindle challenge really means a lot to me. (laughs) And I know that's ridiculous because you're literally like nobody knows, nobody cares. But that sense of competition, it's like that whole gamifying thing. I need to figure out more ways to gamify my life because I am so competitive and I would probably get a lot more done. And so when I realize what a lot of those are, I will tell you about them. But for right now, the Kindle challenge really does it for me. (laughs) And so they just released their new summer challenge at the beginning of July. So this one goes all the way through September and they've already released their first two challenges. So if you're not familiar with the Kindle challenge, Your Kindle, if you have like a Kindle Paperwhite or whatever, I think it probably even does it within the Kindle app if you're reading on your phone or an iPad or whatever. It tracks when you get into the app and you supposedly read, you know, or turn a couple of pages so it thinks that you're reading so that you don't miss the day. Not that I've ever done that. It's been very few times, okay? All right. I don't think it's been in this last last while. I usually am reading every single day, at least for a couple of minutes. I've broken my Kindle streak. I talked about that on the episode with Kara, but we've had a lot of craziness going on. So I'm on like day 21 or something. So your Kindle, it keeps track. Whether you're doing the Kindle challenge or not, that's just one of the features of your Kindle. It's going to show you how many weeks you've read in a row. It's going to show you how many days you've read in a row, all that kind of good stuff. But then if you go into the little Kindle challenge section, it gives you like a reward bookmark for every time you have a week that's a solid week that you read or a month that was uninterrupted. It gives you certain bookmarks for how many days you've read during the challenge, how many books you've read during the challenge. Those are all just kind of the standard bookmarks that they have for every Kindle challenge that they do. But then they also have these little like bonus bookmarks that you can earn throughout the entire challenge. They release them like one by one, which is kind of annoying when you get to two weeks left and they're like, read a science fiction novel. And you're like, what? Why? I'm not a science fiction gal, but now I got to go in there and try to find some sort of science fiction book that I need to read. Luckily, they give you recommendations. And a lot of times, even within these random categories, I can find some sort of book that is something I would be relatively interested in. So we're going to kind of talk about that right now because they released this first challenge and it was something off of Prime Reading. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can read certain books for free, almost like it's its own library. You can check out 10 at a time. So I was going through this list and I was like, okay, when I am trying to fit in the books, I want to look for a couple of characteristics that are going to help me meet these criteria as easily as possible. And they actually also released the second challenge. So two of them are released now. So one of them is from Prime Reading and one of them is a challenge that they had last time as well, but it's to read at least eight books during the three months. So That, for some people, can feel like a lot. If I'm on a really good reading streak, it doesn't feel like too much. But sometimes that can be like, whoa, that's that's a good number of books that I got to pack in there. And so I do a couple of things to make that a little bit easier. I really pay attention 
when I am picking a book that fulfills another category, I pay attention to the pages, the page numbers. So when I'm going in there and it's got all of these different books that are available for prime reading, and I think ones look interesting, I look into a bunch of different ones, which ones are the shortest? (laughs) Because I'm going to be able to not only fulfill this reading goal, but I'm also going to be able to get to that eight book quota a lot faster. And then once I've met that quota, I can relax and read the way that I want to read. So I go in there and this time I was really sneaky because they have got a lot of books in prime reading that are short stories that you can read in an hour. And so I checked out a few of those different ones and I started one last night. I'm going to finish today. So I am going to have one book read toward that challenge. I'm going to get my first little bookmark for a book read during the July challenge. And I will have fulfilled like different categories. Like I'm getting, I'm trying to knock out as many things in one fell swoop as I can. So I highly recommend that you look for something that's shorter, especially if it's in a category that you wouldn't normally read or they don't have a lot of books that you're really going to love. Look for those short stories. That's going to help you. And I, I checked out a bunch of them. Like I just went through that list that they had on the Kindle challenge and I was like, okay, yep, I'm, I'm interested in all of these different books. I can check out up to 10. I'm going to check out them all right now. And then I'm going to read as many of these short stories as I can to help get to that eight number. And then I can relax. And another way to get to that eight number a little bit faster is I will actually get the Kindle book. A lot of times I will check it out from my library. And I might have shared this on the podcast before. I can't remember. I know I shared it on Instagram, but I will check out the book from the library or whatever on audio version. So sometimes I'll get it from Audible, but a lot of times I'll get it from Libby or Hoopla. But then I also will check out the book in Kindle version from Libby and I will download it onto my Kindle and then I will listen to the book and then I will scroll through like I read the book on my Kindle and it will count. So... You get the Kindle points for a book you've legitimately read because, yes, listening to an audiobook counts as reading because if it's unabridged, you are obtaining all of the same information as if you did it with your own eyes. My son is dyslexic. It counts when he listens to an audiobook. So that is the final word on that. Do not debate me. (laughs) But if I've listened to it, I can check it off on my Kindle list as well. I get the Kindle Kindle accolades for it. And then it's also like knocked off on my Goodreads as another book that I've read. So I mean, just all the way around. If you are needing a fast way to hit that eight quota for your Kindle challenge, pick the short stories and listen to some audiobooks and then go ahead and just, you know, get the Kindle version as well so that you can, you can kill two birds with one stone. I'm just saying we're going to look for all the strategy (laughs) to make this happen and fill our little dopamine banks with having gotten these challenges accomplished as easy as possible because I need as many easy things in my life right now as I can get. So those are just a few little Kindle challenge hacks that will hopefully help you out. All right. Okay. This next section that we are going to be moving into in the podcast today is going to be about food and some things that I have been doing recently to make my life a little bit easier and some things we've really been enjoying eating. But before we get there, as we're stepping in 
to the realm of talking about food, we probably need to talk about our cookware, right? And you guys know that I love my caraway cookware. Oh my word. So I've had my caraway pans for a couple of years now. And I don't know what I ever did before them. I certainly didn't enjoy cooking. I mean, I don't really love it right now, but it's a lot less painful with my caraway pans because they clean up so nicely, you guys. I love that I can cook whatever in them and it's just going to slide right off. And they just, they work beautifully. They look beautiful in my kitchen. I have the cream color. I love that they have all kinds of different colorways so you can make it work for your style and your kitchen. But most importantly, even more than them working amazing and cleaning up really easily and having storage solutions. I mean, I've talked about that before. They actually come with storage solutions. So you're never searching for a lid or trying to stack things. They actually come with a little organizer, which is awesome. But more than all of that, it's that this cookware is clean. I don't have to worry about any of the nasty normal things that companies use to make pans nonstick, like PFAS coatings and forever chemicals that are just going to like hang out in your body for all time. They don't have any of that. I love that I can feel totally comfortable cooking with these pans and knowing that they are non-toxic. I'm not killing my family. They are completely good to go. All of Caraway's pans have a ceramic coating that is completely free of all of that junk that you don't have to worry about. And they've been branching out into even more things. So in addition to their cookware and their bakeware line, they now have food storage, tea kettles, so many different things to choose from. I just absolutely love this company. I'm all about the aesthetics, you know. I am a three on the Enneagram. I want something to work well and look good. <laughs> and bonus, it's also non-toxic, which is really like the main thing, but it helps that they look good. They look nice in my kitchen. I don't even mind if they're sitting out on my stove. Like that's where I usually dry them after I wash them and they can just be sitting there and they look pretty. And I am good with that. So you guys go over, don't miss Caraway's summer refresh event from June 20th to July 15th. So it's almost over. For a limited time, get 10% off site-wide on the internet's favorite kitchenware. It's the perfect time to take care of all of your summer gifting, everything from graduates to newlyweds. This is perfect for them. So go check out Caraway's internet famous kitchenware. It's a staple for any home and it comes in various modern shades to fit with any design aesthetic. Anyone who gets these pans is going to love them, including you. So visit carawayhome.com slash live well to get 10% off during their summer refresh event. Certain exclusions apply. That's carawayhome.com slash live well or use the code live well at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. So let's dig into a little bit of the cooking that I have been doing with my caraway pans. And so one of the things I have talked about in the past that I absolutely love is a great pasta salad, you guys. And this year, I really kicked things up because I decided I was going to make the dressing myself. Usually, I drive all the way across town to get this Jupiter dressing from the Rocket Market, and it's so good. It's really garlicky and oniony, and it's cream-based, and it was it's just like all the things. However, it has been going up in price significantly 
over the last couple of years. So last summer, for a pretty small thing of it, it was $8. And I went and got it earlier this spring, and it was almost $13. And I was like, yeah, no, this is not in the budget. It's really not going to work. But then I was looking at the ingredients on the top of the package. I was like, I could totally make this. And I bet Katie could figure it out, but I might even be able to figure it out. All it said on this list, you guys, was mayo, white wine vinegar, pepper, salt, garlic, and shallots. I was like, I, I think I can do that. I think I can figure it out. So the other night, I actually did. My only thing I wish I would have done differently is make more. Because once I got it into the pasta salad, I was like, yeah, we really could have used probably like a half a cup more. So I probably should have doubled this recipe. But this is what it was. I'm going to tell you, I put this all into one of like the single serve things on my Vitamix and I just blended it up to oblivion so there were no little pieces or anything. It was just completely smooth. But I did a cup of mayo, one tablespoon of white wine vinegar, a half a teaspoon each of pepper and salt, four to five garlic cloves, and one medium shallot. And I just cut the shallot into like three pieces, threw it all in the blender, mixed that puppy up, and it was amazing. Now, I will put this recipe into the show notes so you can find it there. But I will say like right when you make it, you dip your finger in there and you're going to try it to see if your flavors are melding. It's strong. It's a little potent there at first, you know, like garlic that is completely fresh, like just been cut. It's got a little bit of a bite, like almost a heat to it. And so you definitely are going to get that when you very first make it. But I found that after about a day, it had kind of like mellowed and all of those flavors have had melded together. Mm, so good. So good. So my pasta salad is now completely homemade and... <laughs> much cheaper than it used to be. So I made the dressing and then in the pasta salad, I just put a pound of whatever kind of pasta, like short pasta floats your boat. So in the past, I've done penne, I've done farfalle, I've done rotini, I've done, I don't even know, I did like fusilli or something like that this last time. You can do whatever you have on hand or whatever looks yummy. And then we did one can of sliced olives, two cans of quartered artichoke hearts. So we're really into the artichoke hearts, clearly. But we got the quartered artichoke hearts, and then I just cut them into a little bit smaller pieces. We did two packages of sliced salami cut into triangles, and my kids wanted even more salami in theirs. So next time, I will probably even do three packages because this makes like a lot of pasta salad. This carries us for this week, if I'm going to be honest, through two dinners and multiple lunches. So it really makes quite a bit. I also put in, I said on my recipe, one cup of shaved Parmesan, but I just put in the entire package that I bought. So however much that was, Uh, about a cup of broccoli. Again, these are estimates. Just put in whatever is going to work for you. So it was probably a little bit over a cup of broccoli pieces, about a little over a cup of cauliflower pieces. I did one zucchini that I quartered and then sliced. And then I did around a cup, cup and a half of carrots. And I actually bought the like pre-shredded ones this last time because that was easy. And I'm all about having my life be easy right now. So I threw all of that in a big bowl together, mixed it all up, super easy. One little thing I will tell you that makes it all come together a little faster is after I make my pasta, 
If I am wanting to serve it right away, then I make sure I rinse my noodles with really cold water. So it's as though they were chilled already, like I'd already put this into the fridge. Because typically when we get it out for all of our leftovers, we're eating it straight out of the fridge and it's super yummy and fresh and cool, which has been essential in the summer. But when you're just making it and you've got that hot pasta, it doesn't quite have the same feel. So make sure you rinse your noodles with cold water if you are planning on eating it right away. If not, then it doesn't really matter. You can throw it all together and put it in the fridge and you're good to go. But rinsing it with that cold water just like takes that step out of it and it's super awesome. So I highly recommend this pasta salad. And kind of, as I mentioned, I also highly recommend leftovers. We have had a lot of stressful events happening lately. A lot of court dates, if you've been paying attention online on Instagram. And so when I know I have a court day coming, because those just always take it out of me, it is just exhausting in so many ways to go to court, even when it goes well. It is exhausting. And so I have been making sure that I make something the day before we have court that can be eaten as leftovers on the day of court. So that day is taken care of. I don't have to worry about trying to get up the gumption to make us something or be spending money on takeout that I don't want to be spending. I just make something that we can have as leftovers and that's been working really well. So do all the leftovers this summer. Cut yourself that slack. Make it a little easier on yourself. Okay, and this last one that I'm going to talk about, I guess we do sometimes have leftovers with this. A lot of times that we'll eat as lunches that are very yummy, but this has been such a hit for my family this summer, and it is such a no-brainer, but we have been doing single-serving pizzas with the Trader Joe's dough. So I go to Trader Joe's. This dough, it's like $1.50, I think, per package. So this is a super cheap meal, and it's easy and delicious. So I get a couple packages of those. I split them into thirds. That's about the perfect portion for a single serving pizza. I flatten them out into, you know, like little rounds. And then I have been putting my cast iron skillet in the oven heating it up to 500. So you do have to cook these one at a time, which is something that could feel like a little bit daunting. I do this on an evening when I'm going to have the energy for it. And like it doesn't really like kids are kind of coming out from playing outside and whatever. And we're not necessarily going to all like sit down and eat at the same time because you aren't going to have them all ready at the same time. But it doesn't matter to us because we love these pizzas and they turn out so amazing. So I heat the cast iron skillet up to 500 in the oven. Then I pull it out. I put one of those rounds of dough in the cast iron skillet that is oiled, obviously. And I put it in there before I put the toppings on. If you try to put the toppings on before and then move it over into the cast iron skillet, that's just a situation and it's not a good idea. So I actually plop it in there and then quickly put on all the toppings. We've been using the Trader Joe's sauce that's right next to the pizza dough. It again is like $2. We have just been keeping it really simple. We do the, I think they have like a four cheese blend at Trader Joe's that's perfect for pizzas. It has like provolone and Parmesan and it's like all these amazing cheeses together. So we throw that on there, a little bit of mozzarella. I'm not sure if mozzarella is in that in that mix. So we do that. And then we've just been doing black olives and pepperoni. Super simple. Put those pizzas in the oven for like five to six minutes each. The crust comes out 
perfect. They're bubbly on top and my kids devour them. My teenager, he eats like two or three. And then I try to make enough that we have some leftovers the next day. I also love making like a cheesy bread with them. I'm not a big fan of the red sauce. And so I will do mine with olive oil and sometimes like a little bit of garlic or some greens on mine. Oh my goodness. So good. So, so good. So it's been a great, like fun little thing that we've done this summer. And They've been delicious and everybody devours them. So it's nice to have those dinners that are super easy. I mean, even though I'm having to cook each one of them separately, it's still a pretty easy dinner to make. A lot of times I've got like, you know, some sort of reality show on my iPad. I'm watching that. Kids are coming in and out and playing outside and whatever. I'm throwing together these pizzas. Everybody's happy. It's a good time. So... I would love to hear now from you guys some of the things that you are doing that are saving your life this summer. What are you eating? What are you wearing? What colors of nail polish are you wearing? Like, what is it for you that is making the summer a little bit more enjoyable? Because honestly, for us, like, it is not the ultimate summer. (laughs) This is not the summer where we are getting to take all the trips and go to the lake all the time and everything. It's just not. I'm having to work a lot. We've got a lot of stress. We still don't really know from week to week what is happening with our life or who is going to be where or what our life is going to look like. There's a lot up in the air right now. We are just kind of getting by day to day. So doing a few of these little things that make life a little bit more enjoyable, keep us well fed, even when we're sort of strapped and it's a difficult time, it's just making the summer a little bit better and a little bit nicer in the midst of all of the stress. So I would love to hear what you are doing, no matter what kind of summer you are having, even if you are having a fabulous summer and things are, you know, going great and you're going on all kinds of trips. Tell me about it. I'm happy for you. I'm never not happy for my friends when they are getting to experience great things. So slip into my DMs on Instagram. Come over and join me on threads. Talk to me there. I love being able to be in that space. I'm still warming into it and trying to like get stuff going over there, but I think I really like it. And I think it's kind of helping me to overcome a little bit of this imposter syndrome stuff. So come and join me on threads at Mackenzie Coppa as well. Same on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. What are you eating? What are you doing? Share all the things. Again, I will have links to everything that I talked about today in the show notes. So you can go to mackenziecoppacom slash podcast and you can find everything there for all of our episodes. But you can also swipe up in whatever app you are listening to the podcast on and you can see the recipes and all the good stuff that I mentioned in this episode right there. Super simple, everything linked for you. And remember, whenever you do any of your shopping through Amazon, I've had a lot of questions about this lately. If you just go to mckenziecoppacom slash Amazon, It will take you to all of my lists and that is my affiliate link. It's super simple. I try to make as many of my affiliate links as possible. Just my website, mckenziecoppa.com slash whatever the thing is. So if it's beauty counter, it's mckenziecoppa.com slash beauty counter. If it's ASEA, slash ASEA. If it's Amazon, slash Amazon. I've tried to make it really simple that way so that you guys can find what you need when you're also wanting to support us, which I so, so appreciate. All right, that is it for this week's episode. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week. And until next time, go be bold and gracious.